welcome to Nerd News Now for October 26, 2020. Uh, Miss Jen, it's just you and me again. We'll see if uh, anyone else pops in the next hour. But uh, uh, yikes, October has moved really fast, like as slow and fast as 2020 has simultaneously moved. October, traditionally one of my favorite months because of the weather change, uh, conventions that happen here uh, around Texas, specifically Dallas, um, and sometimes San Antonio in October. Um, it, and then, of course, ending with Halloween. It's usually one of my favorite months, but it just feels like, you know, every month's been the same because we're just sort of, well, for me personally, running to work and back to safety, right? So it's just like uh, October has flown by. Um, who knows what Halloween's going to look like? Do you have any Halloween plans? I I don't. We usually, uh, you know, get our candy out to the porch so the kids can choose whatever they want. Yeah. I always think it was so scary, like the idea of like a random adult coming to the door. So I'm yeah. like, you know, I'll make it easy. I'll just turn on the porch light and put a chair outside with some candy on it. <laughs> they can take what they need. Yeah. Um, like someone coming to the door and taking pictures of their costumes and stuff. So I'm a bad person, I guess. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess with Ring, you could kind of do that. I mean, you could still communicate with people and still keep safe social distance. Um, I'm, I'm fine with people trick-or-treating. It's just wear a mask. How easy is it to incorporate masks into Halloween costumes? Super, super easy. <laughs> and uh, even that character doesn't have a mask guess what you're going as that character with a mask the end like it's not hard but What's funny uh, is this year is going to be weird right because usually we have a whole movie season that is inspired like we don't have a harley quinn thing this year because there's it's like what what movie was the last one to come out that would have inspired you know costumes that's the question i have um well the, I'm I'm gonna say like probably number one costume, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Anthony Fauci, right? And then and then and then and then number two would be like a, a newly registered voter. Those would at least be the to- the two coolest costumes. Oh, I bet you there'll be a lot of Ruth Bader Ginsburg Ginsburg this year. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, um, for sure. I'm trying to think of like, obviously. Those three things are sort of well, the two people that I just that we just mentioned, they're embedded into popular culture, right? But I'm trying to think from, like you said, the lack of movies and the Hollywood blockbuster and the you know new characters to to choose from. Um, trying to kind of think of like streaming services, I guess Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, you know. Oh the, yeah, a big one, and that of course comes out Friday, so. That'll be awesome. But uh, yeah, no, I would assume if people are going to do any kind of gatherings, I would assume bobbing for apples off the table. But like, I don't think, have you, I don't think I've ever bobbed for apples anyway. It, it's somehow it became associated with like fall festival and Halloween. And I don't know why. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, I know candy apples. I don't know why I even know about bobbing for apples. Because I, I probably would have thought it was super gross, you know, before all. I think that uh, from 
until I was six, we lived in New Hampshire and they do a lot of like real fall festivals where they oh, actually yeah. apples there. You can go buy a bushel of apples on the side of the road. I don't think you can do that around here. So no. maybe that's the difference. Maybe it's like you go, you go to, you know, log rolling contests and tree tri- chopping things. And so, you know, those ones where the horses like pull a sled until it gets really heavy and they can't move it anymore. I used to love doing the, those kinds of things. So maybe you have to be from the East. Yeah. Like actual fall activities and trees that turn pretty colors. It's not, I mean, I, <laughs> At some point, I walk outside and I'm like, oh, there's leaves on the ground. But we don't have the traditional, like, fall where everything blossoms or, you know, changes colors and everything looks different. It's basically just, you know, 100 degree degree weather until it's, like, 71 and then you're in fall. Okay. Like, there's nothing really scenic or traditional um, around here and there's still quite a few trees around so it's just you know where where we're at but um yeah i i don't know if anyone does do any halloween activities just stay safe wear a mask no bombing for apples don't bomb for apples just nah just not um we i think we've talked about you know we've been doing this show for like over two years now so we probably brought this up twice but um what i would like to know is if we do have enough trick-or-treaters to get a data sample what currently is the the least popular candy because traditionally it's going to be like the the ones that are super generic like is it like peanut butter chews or the ones that are like wrapped in the orange kind of waxy paper and the black waxy paper like that don't even have a name or a label but um i I think for like for name brand stuff for me at my age would probably be dots because i feel like my molars are just gonna get pulled out uh (laughs) yeah yeah um but uh do you have what currently is your least favorite candy and has that changed over the years I don't, I don't know if it's my least favorite candy because I, I do still enjoy them, but I think this next generation would be confused by it and not know what to do with it. Do you remember those little wax can't wax like bottles of soda? You yeah. Like, get the top off and drink whatever sugar was in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, what were we even doing? I don't know. I mean, they, they were, they were kind of cool. I mean, it was liquid inside. I mean, it was basically probably like, uh, three-year-old Kool-Aid or, or some equivalent to that. Like it, it was, it was straight liquid. It wasn't gooey. It wasn't like a candy. It was just, I mean, obviously it had sugar in it, but it was just juice, but not juice, at all. <laughs> like not, yeah. And and uh, yeah, what what was I doing? I mean, like you think about wax and just how unappealing it is. Like yeah. as much candy used to be made out of wax, you would have thought at some point. I would have like grabbed a candle off the table and started eating because like that's what I was conditioned to do. But I never got. Uh, I, I did, you know, bite the the cap part of those off and drink it. I made the mistake of chewing on it once, and then I was like, "What am I doing?" And it's, <laughs> it's just a gag reflex, even thinking about it. Uh, but the the wax lips, I never got that. I never understood. 
Why why so much candy out of wax? I have no idea. How about, do you remember the um, the candies that came on the paper that were the little dots? You had to peel off the dot, but you got some paper. No matter what you did, you got paper with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that, you know, yeah, I, I don't even remember. I don't remember what those even really tasted like. I mean, it was just pure sugar, whatever it is, but it was kind of like the kind of candy coating that just didn't have a good taste anyway. <laughs> like it was, I, I don't know. Um, a lot of that, the the generic candy with no name, like we don't even know the name of it. Like wax bottles, obviously, is the name. I'm sure you Google that. Wax bottle candy. Okay, but like the candy on paper, it's like okay. I don't know. And and, the and like I said, huh? I think it's officially called candy buttons, maybe. Yeah, probably something like that. Um, and then you have like the sidewalk talk, like the slices of sidewalk talk, like the the Nico wafers or whatever. Ah. Yeah. So. So you go through every single one of them, hoping you get to the black licorice one. That's what I used to do. Like, <laughs> to, like to give it to to like give it to your worst enemy or what? No, I love. I, love oh, I, I am. I am. Not, I am not a fan of uh that that flavor no like my favorite candy is probably jelly belly jelly beans like a you know brand official oh i i can't even do it like i mean you know because that there's not any trick to that flavor it is black licorice so that's it like even the kind that looks like the little scotty dogs that are super cute i still can't eat them because it's black licorice like i like i like the fake like licorice flavors like strawberry you know, just like oh yeah, Twizzlers, Red Vines. Red Vines is more of a cherry, but um, yeah, I just I I couldn't I couldn't ever do it. Like to me, uh, I I guess it's always just been an acquired taste. And they used to have like licorice gum, you know, like the blackjack gum, and so maybe it was um, was that like before they invented sugar or what was the deal? I don't know. Like, but apparently it was an acquired taste way back, and it has just you know it's a traditional candy still and you have it all all shapes and forms you have like the australian soft shoe licorice yeah which is awesome texture wise it's great but i I just i can't deal with that flavor so do you still like black licorice today oh i love it so much so good and do you have a preferred brand um I, i really just like the black twizzlers ones okay they also have like the uh the really thin i guess like rope licorice for mm-hmm. you know um and then of course like that australian kind of the soft chewing it's pretty thick or whatever but yeah uh it would be nice to know what i mean i guess this is something i could probably google in a month to see like what was the most sold halloween candy but i'm sure it's going to be some you know hershey's mix or reese's peanut butter cup or um something like that and it's usually like the no frill stuff like they came out with uh reese's franken cup but all it is is like the bottom part screen i mean it doesn't even really taste that different it's just like part of the chocolate is green so basically like green white chocolate right <laughs> like a, a mint green um but the peanut butter filling on the inside is the same um uh, and uh that's about the craziest thing I've seen this year. I mean, I'm sure there was production issues somewhere along the way with uh, what ended up happening, but there's still 
bags and bags of candy and um it hit the shelves earlier because i guess the idea was well let's get it out now and then maybe people will hope they need it for halloween because you know it gets to now and most people i know are like i'm just gonna turn my I, it's 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 really sad. We need we definitely need a redo. Like we definitely need like a uh, like that show Gravity Falls that you can see on Disney Plus now. Yeah. Um, they had a town in their town. They loved Halloween so much. They had summer. That's what we need. Like if we get the vaccine in April and everything's all good by July, we need a redo on a lot of these holidays. And probably Thanksgiving and Christmas, but I, I know people are going to push through and do what they want, but there's still going to be limitations, right? So uh, I, I don't know, but um, definitely lots of Halloween candy out there. I'm just saying, like nothing inventive, nothing that I've found. But I would, uh, you know, of course, Christmas candy is probably going to replace the next day. Mark, have you ever had? Have you ever been offered being boo being boozled? Um, yeah, and I prefer those flavors to black licorice. <laughs> like grass? Like no, not grass? really. No, th those are the, I. I love Jelly Belly so much. I don't want any part of that because I've seen the flavors. It's like <laughs> it's like dog food, uh, baby wipes, you know, and throw up. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that because I would assume that they look like other traditional flavors. Like I think like the throw up looks like pear. It's like, no, I love the pear, the, the light green and dark green spotted jelly bellies that are pear flavored are a great candy. I don't want to just like psychologically run that factor. Um, I think they do. You know what they do have that is weird, but it was from last year also is zombie skittles, and it's the same. It's the same type of deal where they're packaged in like the fun size bags, uh, in gray bags. But it's the same type of deal where there's regular skittle flavors mixed in with flavors that I guess are supposed to be like just rotten flesh or whatever, whatever, <laughs> like gross. So. It's 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 along the same lines. Like they're all they're mixed in. I would assume in bean boozled, the real flavors are mixed in there, right? So you're playing like Russian roulette with a jelly bean. Same thing with the zombie skittles. I have no desire to do that. It would be like the same thing of if you had ten chicken wings and they're like two of these are you know ghost pepper and the other are buffalo mild. Like why? Like why? Like, I I don't know. Like you know. As far as the being boozled, I understand it's like a little, you know, party game you can play, but just like, why? At, at the expense of what? I guess maybe it's being older and having had like stomach issues before and stuff. Like, why risk anything with your digestive system at this point? <laughs> like, I just, and, and, your, and, your, and your palate, right? I mean, like, we're in a day and age where, um, like, people just want to eat weird stuff and, eats food that's way too hot but like i don't i just don't want to do that i'd rather enjoy food at this point i was just thinking of something that i haven't had in a really long time i'm sugar-free now so i can't even have it now but do you remember runts you oh yeah banana ones <gasps> oh yes oh Ar artificial banana is one of my favorite flavors and i and i and i say that 
in all seriousness, because obviously there's a big difference between a fresh banana and and candy banana, right? So um, even though it's also dangerous to eat when you're worried about the health of your teeth, Laffy Taffy banana is a wonderful flavor. I mean, it's it's the same. I mean, both both Willy Wonka. So that banana extract or whatever they're using is is the same. Um, I wasn't crazy about the lime runs. Because to me, lemon and lime aren't really great candy flavors. True. So the fact that they had banana as their yellow flavor was great. But then you got to the uh, lime, which I think was at some point replaced by sour apple. I'm not totally sure about that. Oh. But runts are a little bit scary, too, because you never, you know, you just have to, I guess, crunch into carefully. And and don't ever put them in the freezer. They're not a candy that gets better when you put them in the freezer. I um, The biggest candy mistake I've ever made in my entire life, and this is, you know, coming from someone in Texas, so... You know, Dairy Queen's really big in Texas, right? And one of the biggest things they sell is the Blizzard. You know, they got to pop it upside down to show you that it works or whatever. Um, and they, you, you know, can mix stuff into it. Well, for some reason, my 12-year-old self was like, I want nerds in mine. Nerds. But, like, they offered that to me. So it wasn't like I just poured nerds into it, like Rogue. It was like, no. They're like, what do you want? There's all this candy. Oh, nerds. Worst mistake. What do you think happens when you bite into a cold nerd? Nothing good. You break your tooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that, was, uh, uh, that was a painful blizzard. And also it just, uh, obviously, like all the, the coating turns the ice cream all weird colors. And it just, it was uh, never again. Never again with that. There are There are some candies that, I think Oreos is probably the best mixer for ice cream because they, you don't think so? No. I like Butterfinger. <laughs> see, but that, see, but that get well, that and the Snickers get really hard though. Yeah. I mean, I guess, if it, I guess if it's fresh, it's not. I mean, if it, you know, like, and, and especially it depends on how much is broken. Butterfinger is a good one. Snickers, I guess, like gets, if it's too cold, it's a disaster, but. Now they have like ice cream versions of all these, you know, candy bars. So it's a little bit different. Um, yeah. So obviously, box office almost non-existent. the 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 leader for box office was Liam Neeson's Thief, Honest Thief. It. Uh, I, I saw a really funny term about uh, mostly uh, Liam Neeson movies specifically taken and all those kind of like dad revenge movies uh dad exploitation films i thought yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's definitely become its own genre but like does anyone do that other than liam neeson like it just feels like he's done 20 versions of taken and that's it hmm. i mean i guess the very first one was mel gibson or you know for the modern era anyway um but with ransom the angry dad but uh i don't know but so so i haven't been to a movie theater since march uh you've gone a few times and you said you went this week what'd you see so i went and saw the new anthony mackie movie that's kind of like a weird sci-fi time travel uh film okay what's that 
like syncope or syncopation or is a oh. really but it's the name of this drug but uh it's really kind of a cool concept honestly it's uh the idea that uh you can take a drug uh if you have if you're either a young person or an adult with your like pineal gland gland is weird in your brain you can take this drug that's a designer drug that wasn't meant to do this it's just like an accident that happens but uh it actually disrupts the way we perceive time now which is linear and shows us the way time is actually which is every all times happening at the same time so um it's kind of a cool like it's a, like a slow paced film uh but it has a lot of like kind of high concept um videography and i don't know it's, it's a dark gritty movie so now, I, I, does that seem i know that both movies are probably way more complicated than this but is that almost like that studio's answer to tenant because it i mean it seems like something science and time based that turns into like a sci-fi thriller that's supposed to like make your perception of you know time different um now tenant didn't look dark and gritty but it was definitely highly stylized so yeah. was it was it almost like I'm, I'm not saying that it was like a armageddon deep impact situation where they're both exactly the same movie but studios do that i mean they know what uh, they know what what's in production from other studios and if one studio was like well, we're going to make a sci-fi movie about time. Then another studio is like, well, we're going to make a sci-fi movie about time. So I didn't know. I didn't know you've seen both of them, and I haven't seen either. So are there any similarities there, or are they completely different? I, I think Tenet's way more high concept and a okay. much wider universe. This really only deals with Anthony Mackie's uh, character. His he, uh, he he's actually an EMT, and his partner that's an EMT. Uh, they're, like their like difficulty is friends and you know their family situations. It's, it's way more insular, and so it's uh, a little more heightened in that way. That you like you're like I've heard this week someone say that they didn't like Tenant because it had no way to buy into any of the characters, which I disagree. I think the wife was the hero, but um, that they were saying like you couldn't buy into a character because even the main character's name is protagonist. It doesn't have a name. Yeah. So, they, they didn't care. <laughs> and in this one, you actually really care about the character because you're like, you're really desperate for him to figure out an answer to the problem that they find themselves in. But it's a, it's a, also a deep, kind of a dark world of, you know, there's drugs floating around a lot. There's some, <laughs> some definite graphic violence, but you know, I thought it was really well acted, honestly. I'm, I'm happy to have seen Anthony Mackie doing like, this kinds of work because we've only really seen him at least i've only seen him in the like superhero role yeah he was in he was an episode of, of black mirror which actually you know tackled <gasps> sci-fi heavily um and he's done he's done some other roles and of course people can't wait for winter soldier um uh, and and falcon and winter soldier on disney plus but they stopped Disney Plus hasn't really given us a date yet because they did reshoots. It was supposed to be the first one. And then now, you know, WandaVision's coming out in December and yeah. I don't know I, what's happened. I had forgotten about the altered carbon. 
I forgot about Ultra Carbon because that's amazing. Oh that yeah, well. and yeah, I, I I still have yet to uh, tackle that one. <laughs> I know, I know, I need to get on that. I know. Um, but um, so Tenet, even though it was like third in the box office this weekend, it I, I never thought about this. But it, it's been happening with most Christopher Nolan movies, you know, outside of, of the Batman franchise, where whenever he comes out with a movie, it usually ends up ranking really high up there with original films. Because uh, he he's not a guy who does sequels or anything like that. So um, this movie uh, is up there now with Interstellar as far as most successful, in, in recent times, most successful original films. So not a sequel, not based on any source material so it's got it does have that going for it and then uh i kind of skipped over second place it's the uh de niro movie war with grandpa but it's like <laughs> that was all- the box office i mean the number one movie made 2.4 million number two was like 1.6 and then tenant made another 1.2 it's just, it's just so low and i'm worried about the industry we already we already know that a lot of that or those numbers were probably cut in in half or maybe a third because Regal is currently closed. Um, So at some point, I I still think at some point their plan is to open back up, but just right now there's, they're just not getting the support from Hollywood. And it's sort of like, you can see the case for wanting to hold on to movies like Wonder Woman and James Bond, but there's been rumors. Now there's been rumors today of Bond 25 being shopped to Amazon and Netflix for the highest bidder, and I want to know what do you think about that? Because I know you want to see the movie, but you probably want to see it in a theater, right? So at this point, would you rather just wait for a theater? You know what? This is what I think that they should do as a plan. I think they should release these movies on streaming, the ones we're all waiting for, and let us watch until we're sick in the face, with the idea that but still release them in the movie theater when movie theaters can become open because any movie diehard, just like we do now, we want to be the person that sees it first in the movie theater. I don't think it's going to change that. I think that once the movie theater is open again, we'll be like, yeah, that movie that I saw in my, you know, my big screen's pretty nice on my, at my house, but I want to hear that thing with like real sound. It's the same reason why you and I and everybody else went to go see Empire Strikes Back in the last month or so <laughs> because. It's different going to see it in a movie theater. There's no reason for us to go pay $5 and watch it in a movie theater. We can do it for free at home, but we did. And uh, to that point, I think the the fifth movie, uh, box office-wise, was Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah, nice. So, and, you know, it was $500,000, but when you're talking about number one being 2.4, that's not too far off. And it did, just for the record, make five times more than New Mutants, which didn't even crack a hundred thousand this week. Now that's a movie. Just give give me that movie. Put it on for four bucks. I'll pay four bucks. Let's just get it over with. Like yeah. that, that, you know, there has to be so many movies where it's like we would pay five bucks just to see it. Now I understand if you release Wonder Woman, it's gonna be thirty bucks. If you release Black Widow, it's gonna be thirty bucks. I get that, but there's gotta be all these other movies because traditionally October, if they're not having a big horror movie, 
traditionally October and early November is when you get kind of, you know, put the movies out there that you didn't really have a spot for. And obviously last month, September is the biggest month for that. And they haven't really done that. So I just wonder, I need to find like a list of movies that are completely 100% done, but just have not been released due to COVID. Because obviously the other end of that spectrum that we can't see is we don't know what all's coming down the pipe that's actually in production um and and safely underway and has like a you know a timestamp delivery to to the production companies because if you burn through all this stuff and then you don't have anything for eight nine ten months then you're going to be in the same boat so they might just want to ride this out dry period out now but there still has to be movies out there <laughs> that that they could just not give to us but five seven dollar digital rental you know stuff like that um you know how they might win actually you think about for people that might actually get together for thanksgiving people that already have family that's close to them that they might they might really win if they put out a good family flick like right at thanksgiving streaming but only have it for that one week and then pull it back and then say okay we want to see it it's going to be in the theaters but if you want to watch it early here's a one week access for the Thanksgiving weekend, go for it. They probably make a lot of dollars because you know you're stuck in a house with nothing else to do. And, and and even if they wanted to maximize rentals, but still give people what they thought was a good deal, because a lot of people, um, you know, scoffed at the idea of paying thirty dollars for Milan because it's like, well, I'm already getting Disney Plus, and now you expect me to pay this. Well, they expect you to pay that because they thought you were going to be dropping. $60 on four, you know, family tickets at a theater. So with people, I mean, I fully expect, I'm, I'm hoping that people aren't going to have like the 20 and 30, you know, person family gatherings right now. But if you have four to 10 people come over, that value is maximized, right? Like, hey, let's rent Wonder Woman for 40 bucks. Like, and then you drop it intentionally knowing that people want to see a movie on thanksgiving or you know on the friday after but they're just not going to go out and risk it or can't go out and risk it we've had movie theaters open for a while here for months but there's some places no new york still doesn't have theaters open like right outside new york um city they just opened theaters like last week so uh california obviously shut down um and now we're just getting, you know, hit in all these rural areas and again in the cities that have already gone through this. So I I don't know. I, I'm I'm on the fence about Wonder Woman and Black Widow specifically because I know that they're big time blockbusters with female leads. Um and I just uh you know, you don't want to waste that. But at the same time, at the same time, look, they're running analytics. Nielsen does the streaming service ratings now. All that is taken into account. Um, so someone's done the math of like, here's when we can release it. Here's for how much. And then, you know, we'll take a hit of this much. But at some point, the studios have to start getting money to make more movies later too, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so Wonder Woman may not make a billion, but maybe you can figure out a way for it to make $350 million by, you know, putting on a streaming service for a month. And like you said, 
once the theaters are open, sure, re-release it. Because you probably aren't going to have anything big in that, you know, three to five month period after you open anyway. But uh, one movie that is in production is the still untitled Spider-Man 3. Uh, so Tom Holland uh, landed in Atlanta, and that's underway, but we have no idea what it's about. We don't have a title. They're still promising a first look by the end of the year, but I'm kind of thinking that might be a little rushed. But, I mean, I guess if you're shooting and you're shooting, like, behind-the-scenes footage, you could do something. But I hope we get a title sooner than later. I mean, I, I would assume they probably have a pretty solid title by this point. And uh, do you think it's going to be Sinister Six? Well, I, I don't know. We we already know we're definitely getting Electro, right? Jamie Foxx's Electro. Jamie, Jamie Foxx back. We already had, um, uh, you know, Max Dugan showed up already in in the second one. So score. You already got Scorpion. You have Electro. You have Vulture. Obviously, yeah, yeah, Mysterio. Um, now. <laughs> we're hoping Venom at some point has something to do with, with Spider-Man. But now, especially with Sam Raimi directing the, you know, the multiverse of madness uh, with uh, Doctor and, and the next Doctor Strange, now people are just like convinced we're getting the, you know, live action Spider-Verse with Andrew Garfield and Tobey, Tobey Maguire. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get that. And I don't think it would be now, but it would make sense. I, I'm I'm hoping for at least a Tobey Maguire cameo in Doctor Strange. Because then you have like that direct Sam Raimi connection. And you at least open up the possibilities. Like we're pretty sure at this point, if we had to guess, X-Men and Fantastic Four are probably going to be pulled in from a different universe, right? I mean, that would be the easiest way to do it because otherwise then you would have to explain, you would just have to basically build mutants up from the ground up now that they finally have the rights to call, you know, mutants, mutants. Sure. Um, so I think, so I think that uh, now one of the favorites for Mr. Fantastic is Oscar Isaacs. But the rumors uh, coming through this weekend into today are that Marvel is meeting with him to be Moon Knight. I couldn't be happier with either of those. I kind of have in the back of my head John Krasinski and Emily Blunt being Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman. So let's keep that, and then, yes, let's have Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight because the the other name that everyone's been clamoring for is Keanu Reeves, right? And I just don't know that that would happen because he's just so busy. Now, Oscar Isaac is busy, too. They're both busy. But yeah. now we're talking about a time and age where it's like, doesn't matter that it's a comic book TV show because you're going to be on Disney Plus. Um, he's already Poe Dameron, so he's already in that Disney verse <laughs> under, under contract with all that. So, what, what do you think about Oscar Isaacs from Moon Knight? I think he's got the acting chops to do it. I hadn't really envisioned him uh, that role yet, but I can certainly see him do it. Well, you know, with, with Moon Knight, I mean, we obviously haven't seen a live-action version of Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of up to what, you know, they want to make it, basically. I mean, they're obviously going to, a lot of it is the personalities, but 
other than that, you know, they they were talking about doing like like this dark universe, and that's kind of where Hellstrom and Ghost Rider were supposed to be, and then that fell apart. So now you can just do what you want. I mean, and if uh, at some point we're gonna bring back Blade, you know, maybe in Morbius, probably not, but you know, we're gonna have Morbius, so you are gonna have that like that darker elemental side to the uh, Marvel universe with that. Um, but yeah, I can't think of outside of Keanu Reeves, like if you get an actor the caliber of Oscar Isaac, dude, like I, yeah, that's gonna um, and and I would assume all these series are probably gonna be six episodes. Like I'm not expecting, you know, ten, twelve, thirteen episodes like we've got with Netflix, just because. For one, the the shows that they've already cast, um, minus Miss Marvel and She Hulk, but the the shows from from the Avengers side, if they're going to use Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, and they're obviously using um, Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch, uh, so you already have that. You're you're basically paying movie stars to do a TV show, um, and so I don't think you're going to keep them around for like you know twelve episodes a season. So it's probably going to be shorter seasons. Once it hits, we're probably going to get it almost nonstop, depending on how production goes now. So um, obviously, Dune's already in the can. And we have no idea when we're going to be able to see that. See, that's a movie. That's a movie I would like to rent on Christmas. Uh, yeah. Like, like if I could rent a movie on Christmas, twenty, thirty bucks, I don't care. That th- that just seems like a, you know, because. Uh, Obviously, it doesn't get very cold in Texas. Sometimes it's ninety degrees on Christmas, right? But, but, but I would shoot for that as being a perfect time, temperature-wise, weather-wise, just sort of like, okay, I've had Christmas dinner the the you know earlier in the day. And now I'm just ready to escape to that world. I think that would be the ideal movie for them to release, you know. We'll see. Uh, they got to try something. They have to try something because <laughs> there's just got to be movies for us to rent. Um, couple other film news. Uh, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, that's wrapped. So we are going to get that July 9th, 2021. I can't wait for that one. Um, and then uh, Deathstroke is back in Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Okay. So did I forget, like... This is saying Joe Mangiello is reprising his role as Deathstroke, that he was in Justice League. Now, did I just walk out of the credits and not see this, or did I forget? Because there was a post-credit scene, or was this like the extended cut, but not the Snyder cut? Do you remember? Do you remember Deathstroke in the Justice League movie? Yeah, he was on the he's on the yacht at the very end. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I gotta watch that. But anyway, he's gonna be uh, more involved in the Snyder Cut, so that's another reason to check that out if you want. I mean, it's gonna be you know, as HBO Max, and we've already talked that into the ground. So, but uh, that is cool. He he does have the look for sure. Um, and the other thing, James Gunn has said that DC and Warner Brothers gave him the green light that he could kill whoever he wanted. And Suicide Squad. What? I, I don't believe it. Do you believe that? Uh, now, th- there's two. Now, th- there's two sides to this. You can kill whoever you want, but as a director, you gotta think. Well, I need to be this to be successful. 
and to have legs in case we want to like turn this into a franchise, right? So you could kill Harley Quinn, but could you kill Harley Quinn? You know what I mean? Like, so when he says something like that, I'm almost just dismissing it. I'm not saying that that wasn't true, that he wasn't told that, but it's sort of like, hey, Mark, uh, you're flying to Orlando. You can jump out of this plane at 35,000 feet. Oh, I can't. Thanks. Like, is this why I heard I heard a rumor today or saw somewhere that uh, that uh, he had called back Jared Leto? So is this what he's doing? She's going to call Jared back to kill him? <laughs> well, no. Well, maybe. No, he he is going to be in the movie. Yes. Okay. But um, but but what I was just kind of wondering is, could you kill Harley Quinn, like, and it be successful? No. I, See, I don't think so. So, so they may have given you the green light. You can kill whoever you want, but it's sort of like a philosophical question. Like, but would you do that? I, I just don't see. I don't see that happening. I'm thinking, her, and Amanda Waller, are safe, and I hope King Shark's safe. Everyone else, you've seen the cast, you've seen the characters, you know that a lot of them aren't going to make it out, right? But like. It wouldn't even be shocking if Harley Quinn didn't make it. It would just be like, why? <laughs> like, why? Like, there's no reason. Yeah. So, are we gonna get to the end of the end of it, and there's gonna be only polka dot man, or? No, that well, that that would be funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then switching over to the small screen, Mandalorian starts Friday. I'm excited, but is there any such thing as overkill? Because now, like, they have Mando Mondays where they have brand new merchandise and tons of it through like Hasbro and uh, all, you know, all these other websites. And it's just like, there is so much Mandalorian merchandise, like just so much. I don't even know if there, is there a comic right now? Uh, not Mandalorian. There's one for bounty hunters, which has, Mandalorian. Okay. but no, like baby Yoda driven. comic right now. Uh, an announced one. Well, we'll see how this kind of goes, but I would assume Christmas, uh, the favorite to be most popular toy is the animatronic Baby Yoda. Because they also released one today where you have, like, the carry pouch for him for, for cosplay purposes. <laughs> so, I like so, the Chia Pet one. Huh? I like the Chia Pet one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where, where he's in his little hover stroller or whatever you call it. Um yep. Yeah, that that uh that one is cool too. So for me as as knowing how Star Wars has merchandised over the decades, to me you can't really overdo it because obviously they've been doing this for decades, you know, so you just basically pick and choose. I would rather have I don't have I'm not a completionist with Star Wars, so I don't have to get everything. So the more stuff they have, the more likely I am to kind of pick from here and there. Mm -hmm. um, now it is kind of confusing where when they have like the vintage line and the retro line and the six inch line and the black series, you know that that gets a little bit much. But same thing with comics, right? Where you have books, volumes, trades, omnibuses, mega edition, special edition, like it's all the same. Everything's like repackaged in the same way. So sorry. Cat has decided to become part of the yeah, show. Uh, being Baby Yoda for Halloween early. Uh, <laughs> totally but, and, and then uh, 
we already talked about the Moon Knight thing. They released uh, pictures of Red Hood um, from Titans. So, of course, Jason Todd, played by uh, Kieran Walters, is going to transform into Red Hood. Not exactly sure how they're going to do that or what storyline they're going to go for, but that'll be on HBO Max next year. I will say the pictures look cool. Very cool costume for cosplayers. I mean, they took it sort of from, rather than the comics, they took it a, a kind of a more industrialized mechanical approach from like the Arkham games, the video games. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so he just just looks, you know, kind of like guerrilla warfare type, cool. Um, and then uh, new Adams Family live action series, produced by Tim Burton, who might also direct a few episodes. That's going to be uh, run by Alfred Go and Miles Millar who are the creators of Smallville. So obviously they have some TV uh, background. And uh, Adam's family's had so many incarnations. It's almost like one of those things where it's, uh, I do want to see a live action series because of how high quality shows are now. I mean, if you have like the right angle, this one's going to be from Wednesday Adam's point of view, which is interesting. So uh, I'm all for it. Uh, Video game news that's not really video game news at all. It's uh, more real estate news. Uh, there's going to be a, an Atari hotel, uh, a chain of a, Atari hotels. It's going to start off uh, in Las Vegas and Phoenix. Okay. Um, now, this is just underway, so is this going to take two years, three years? I have no idea. Um, but it's going to have like a cyberpunk video game vibe. Uh, I encourage anyone to that cares anything about Atari or video games to check out the artist renderings because it's very Vegas. I mean, it's a, it's a very, it is cyberpunk. It looks like a cool, cool, uh, a cool hotel and concept. I don't know why Atari, I, I just, I, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm fine with it. So Atari hotel. Um, all right. And then comics, as far as this week coming out, and you you told me that there was a big book that I must have forgotten about or thought it was last week. Say I get mixed up too. Um, yeah. Batman Three Jokers number three and Batgirl number fifty. So what else? What else this week? Um. So the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Last Ronin. Uh, see, I thought that was last week, but it was because you were telling people to prepare for this week. So that's the one that's been way underprinted. It's already sold out online. And you already kind of voiced why, you know, last episode. Um, now, so how soon before they just go ahead and be like, here's the second print? Like, oh, they, they, we already ordered it this week, so. But I mean, is that going to, but, but is that going to be out next Wednesday if people miss out on the first print? Or is it going to take like a month? No, it's just, it's three weeks out from this week. So it's not that bad. Oh, oh okay. Hopefully when two comes out, would you work but, out just? But is there, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but is there a fear that people are going to spoil it and that there won't be interest in it anymore? Or, because we don't even know if the last run is even revealed. <laughs> so. Gosh, I don't think they would do that in the number one, in the first one, because, well, I, I guess they'll have to, yeah. I think they'll have to. You think, you think, I, I just think if you don't do it, you have the opportunity to do, I mean, I'm sure there's already a series of variant covers where it depicts like each of them as the last Ronin, right? Cause if not, they should do that. Um, but 
obviously they can't all be the last Ronin because the whole story is that three of them are dead. Correct. I mean, like, well, or we don't know. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. What if the last Ronin is a uh, Shredder? Oh goodness gracious! No, it won't be. Can but, we just? Uh, I, it's a it's a good twist. I mean, it's basically just like a, a, a Mad Max Fury Road meets Ninja Turtles. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe I have no idea. I don't. I, I really haven't seen much art because there's like not a whole lot to look at yet because they're trying to hype up this book. But then, but it seems like they either overhype it, overhyped it, or underproduced it, you know, or you know, like did too much hype for how much stock they were going to have i i don't know um other than that just a bunch of you know marvel and dc kind of continuations i don't think there's really any uh are there any major storylines still going on right now like uh, any, any event books yeah there's a the ten of swords is still going on through oh. all of the books so i think we're in part 10 10 through 14 or something this week they're in all the different X-Books, I think X-Force, and I can't remember which ones, but there's a bunch of tie-ins this week. It's a lot. I realize that it's a lot to ask people to, to follow an event through comic books in the middle of <laughs> Yeah. Uh, now, is, is Empire still going on? No, Empire finished. Uh, the last possible tie-in came out last week. It was uh, an Aftermath book. That just kind of, I think it was just somehow ended up out of sequence. Now, did that have any, you know, we, we've talked about this numerous times where it's like, you know, all these event books, something happens, but it, but then it kind of just fizzles out six months or a year later. But did this have any long lasting effects or was there, um, or was it just simply like a payoff and then move on? I think, I think it has ongoing implications. Because you still have the problem of um, the Celestial Messiah character hanging about, creating trouble. It's, it wasn't a huge amount of impact. Like, War of the Realms actually still has more impact than any of those. Because that has ties to King, King in Black. All the stuff that's happening with Thor right now. And I think a lot of people miss that series. So I think hopefully people will be like, oh, you know what? I should go back and read that. But that one got lost because that storyline was going on at the same time as Absolute Carnage. And Absolute Carnage got all the heat. So people were like, you know what? This is, a, you know, they're spending $8 on their Absolute Carnage book for the week. They couldn't afford to do also do this other uh, big event book. So it happens. Yeah. And they've been teasing King and Black for a couple months now. So is that about to ramp up or is there going to be some precursors to that? Um, that doesn't really get into full swing until, I think, Christmas time. Yeah. There is a, uh, a symbiote Spider-Man King and Black book, but I don't think it's a tie-in. It it feels to me like a, like a standalone story. I think mm -hmm. they just use the King and Black title to get some heat on it, but I, I don't. I, I don't put a lot of weight into it being important to the thing. It it'd probably would be a great story. I just don't think it's going to be like, oh my gosh, Donny Cates has got his fingers in this too. And then now, what? Now, once that starts in December, are there going to be tie-ins and miniseries 
as well as there's just going to be one main book and then probably what's ever going on in Venom. I don't remember if they're just having that be in its own book. I feel like it's going to tie in. It's got to. It's got so many fingers and other storylines. I hope it just goes and like messes with all the stuff that Donnie's touched. It should hit. <laughs> it should hit, yeah. you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange and, you know, Thor. Anywhere he's put his fingers, I think it should reach into all of those. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm sure it will, just like, um, you know, because the symbiotes, that's something that they just end up messing with whatever's around, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, just much just like Maximum, or uh, sorry, Absolute Carnage, yep. uh, probably that Maybe. same way. Uh, any, uh, anything else um, that either, you know, coming out in the next few weeks, that maybe came out a few weeks ago that is, is picking up heat um, outside of the big two, outside of DC Marvel. Any uh, comics to check out? So the big surprise hit from last week was Phantom Star Killer, which on opening day was worth, I mean, it's a $4 book, and I think opening day it was worth $10 already, and that all the variants for it are like way above the normal ratio variant that you would expect for it, and then there's a bunch of really low print exclusive variants out there there's like a black light one and they're they're all so hot and then they ended up uh throwing in the main main run they threw in one that was called the vhs uh secret variant and could so you couldn't order it it just if you got one you got one and that one like on opening day it was like a hundred dollars just like no problem just straight up sold so it's it's a hot hot book, and uh, it shows no signs of slowing down, and that's a that's a scout. A scout, and what is that about? Um, it is about so the main character is the Phantom Star Killer, and he is not alive; he is undead, and immortal, therefore. And it's basically his kind of adventures. But this, the cool thing about it is it's very obvious that the character himself is inspired by, like, his, his face kind of looks like a skeleton. So, and he's got a hood, so he looks like Skeletor a little bit. But he has this box on his chest, which clearly is referential to Darth Vader's, like, breathy box thing. So it looks like super retro mashup of these characters. And uh, all the colors inside are just like, it, it just feels like 70s. Like you opened up a book and it became the 70s all of a sudden with all of that cool like pop imagery. It's really cool. Feels high concept, but just a fun read. Now, has that been optioned already? Because we're, we're always talking about books being optioned like before they even hit the shop. Uh, or is that probably, or, or I guess that would be, they had a deal with someone right like a production does the scout have some sort of production deal yep. so it, it would fall under that then okay yeah so phantom star killer uh that was that was issue one right that just came out Correct. okay yep. and, and then, then uh, also i don't know if it was last week week before last there was a little book that came out from aftershock called we live that immediately sold out it was like i think it released sold out and it it also is it's a really cool concept for a book where the book itself is great, but it also has as part of it, um, uh, I don't know if it's from a QR code or if you just uh, go in, it has like a link to go to 
but it has like these v- videos online on YouTube that have like a full playlist and uh, like like little movies that are part of them. It's a, it's a fully interactive uh, thing. It's way better than just a comic. It's all these mm. other together. And they've already got a second print for that one, I think. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, with with comics moving forward. We've talked about the DC stuff, um, and obviously with people inside and watching streaming services now, and then all these publishers signing on. Uh, you know, first look deals with all these streaming services. Um, it's going to get interesting <laughs> in the next year or so for. Uh, Especially, I think, the indie comics. I think that's one territory where all these production companies are going to go crazy for all this content that's already made or or tailor-made for them to turn into TV shows and movies and animated series. Um, Well, thanks for hanging out. The last... Oh, go ahead. And it has a built-in fan base already. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And uh, that'll wrap up Nerd News Now for this week so everyone stay safe if you decide to trick or treat or celebrate halloween in any way just no bobbing for apples as we said uh thank you miss jen for being on uh just you and me again hopefully Chaz and jarek will be back next week uh and thank you for watching nerd news now part of the kingdom of geekdom on woodlands online sponsored by space cadets collection collection and the adventure begins check out our other shows on woodlands online like the adventure begins show Taste Buzz, Music Cafe, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You Weekly Follow, Sports Talk, and Between the Trees, Business Talk. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KBQT HD21, over the air on your television. All these shows and more on Roku. Just add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup, and you can listen to us in podcast form on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time on Nerd News Now.